I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Joe Branton. Hi, how's That's it going? It. It's that just, it. it's just a two-header. Two oh, well, it's the two best ones. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a weird one this evening because uh, no Matty, who's off uh-huh. doing a thing. Oh, he's yeah. at a That's Roland right. event, isn't I, he? I'm do- yeah. yeah, doing he's at Roland, Roland stuff. Uh, yeah. And Jay's off in the uh, land of the United States of America doing mm. holiday stuff although he said he might be in the the uh, chat this evening so oh, he did. if he's I, around he's not going to be in the chat is he we're, we're still in his flat though we are still here we're using this as our set I guess for how the moment, did so. you get in I uh, just broke in he doesn't know we're here so it's fine Sweet. it's fine um, so if you're joining us live on ampli.fi forward slash guitar nerds this evening um, you can get involved in the show join in on the live chat we're going to need it this evening because well, no, not no, only no. is no one here I mean, don't there's not a this. huge amount of news. Oh, is what there? are you talking about, man? There's loads. I know you said this earlier, and I was like, I don't know what you're what you're talking about. There is literally loads of news to talk about. There is some, and then there's a really cool band of the week, and then there's like loads of group questions. There's loads going on. It's going to be an action-packed show, I yeah. think. I think it's, it's going to be, be it's going to be good. But do join in. Ampli forward slash guitar nerds. Um, you can join us live every Tuesday where we do this and uh, submit questions. And if you're watching this evening. Do join us. Um, so, Joe Branton, how have you yeah. been this week? Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's a hectic week at the moment. What with um, there was, of course, I mean, this is uh, this is going to cross over into what, what we'll talk about in our news a bit. But uh, there was Roland had a massive global announcement this week. Yeah, and it was, certainly, it was huge. Yeah, and for for sort of from my job role's perspective, that was that meant like a lot of work setting things up. Writing yeah. about keyboards and stuff that you have absolutely no idea about, <laughs> mate. It was the uh, it was the drum racks for their electric drum kits that cost six grand that I was really enjoying. Wait, like, just the when, rack is six? Grand. Oh no, I think the drum kit. I, to be honest, I don't know. Was isn't there wasn't there a twenty grand drum kit? Yeah, announced? something like that. Yeah, exactly. It, wow. it was mental. I'm sure it's very very good. I just have zero interest in electronic drum kits. Uh, even less interest in writing blog articles on electronic drum kits. I'm sure they were enthusiastic and very professional. Thanks, man. Because you're that kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, there were lots of there was lots of stuff I suppose this yeah. week. Apart from the guitar stuff, did anything stand out to you? Um, <clears throat> uh, apart from the guitar stuff. 
I'm trying to. I'm struggling to remember stuff that happened that wasn't a guitar thing. The, the TR09. Oh is that yeah, right? yeah, that's true. I haven't actually had a chance to sort of check out a lot of the synthy uh, stuff yet, just because, to be honest, the the guitar stuff was so cool that it's been taking up a lot of my time. But yeah, there are some interesting other bits. Um, cool that they've done like basically a bassbot copy. Yes, uh, and done it in a well. In, uh, the bassbot is a copy of their original box. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? So, but. But, they've I mean, done they, an official reissue, basically, and it's and it's a module for the um, Ira. Of, yeah, is it Ira? No, no, it's a, isn't it a module for the um, what are they called? The that, things that are modular. Oh yeah, that thing that's the, modular. Yeah, but no? no, I think we should we yeah. should not before we <sighs> whatever. Fuck, Matt will come <laughs> back next week. Like I said, I only cared about the guitar stuff. Yeah, boutique, oh, boutique. Oh yeah, the boutique. It's a module for the, for the boutique. Yeah, one of them. One of them. Um, so worth mentioning, actually. By the way, talking about next week, um, no one's here except for me. So yeah. I'm going to do the main episode on my own, which should be fun. No, so, it's going to be fine. Get some guests. Yeah, get get your questions uh, submitted to Facebook for next week because I will need them. Um, and then Matty's going to do the Patreon episode on his own, and he's going to do an audio like walking tour through his pedal board. Oh, that's cool. So I think he's going to talk about each pedal and actually for the first time ever. We're going to have some guitar playing on the Patreon episode. Whoa, so, yeah, really, patreon.com yeah. forward slash guitar nerds, and you, you, you will get that next week. Do you know what's uh, weird is um, uh, um, uh, the, the... No, you haven't said. Uh, no, the, the, in all the time we've been doing this, which is, what, three years? Three years in total, nearly four years. Yeah, I think. Four years, three and a half it's years. It's never happened. This yes. happened once. Didn't it had, it? Yeah, Matt did a po- Matt uh, did podcast on his own. On his own. This is only the second time. That's pretty good, isn't it's it? It's because I never go on holiday. I'm That's always true. where about are the you guitar next nerds. week. Uh, no, I'm around next week. Oh yeah, you're around. We're oh, just, that's right. It's me just, that's not here. Matt can't make it for the main episode, so right. I think the Patreon stuff is pre-recorded. So hmm. he's going to do that at some point this week. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we'll do the. I'll do the live episode hmm. on my Todd from my house. Um, cool. Just with the uh, with the the guys and girls from um, Amplify. Oh no, you should get some guests. Maybe, but then I've got to invite them around to my house uh, yeah, or on Skype. I, I quite fancy the challenge. No, okay, no, fair enough. That's I cool. might even take calls if I can work it out. <laughs> I might take calls, mm. Skype calls. All right, I'll try and tune in. Okay, we'll see. I'll be, be in Ireland. Okay, I assume they what, have the internet you over there. Playing bass or something? Yeah, I'm going on an Irish tour. Okay. Good. Where can people catch you? And a you? bit of Northern Ireland. I don't know. Like around the the bits. What are the main bits? Um, Dublin. Yep. Dublin. We're Dublin. playing there. Galway. Yeah, that's, that's I played in, at the Roisin Dub. At the Roisin Dub. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Everyone's banging on about us playing that one. Jay and I got kicked out of there after the gig finished because there was a DJ playing. We were having such a good time that uh, when the DJ finished. We just carried on singing very loudly and getting everyone else who was still in the club to sing and like doing a kind of a cappella DJ set. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, we just sort of wouldn't leave and no, neither would anyone else. So everyone got booted out. Oh. So it was oh, good. Right. It sounds yeah. good. It, I've heard it's very good. Good bar. There. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Anyway, um, uh, this we've been waffling on for we quite have a while. Oh, I've been asked uh, on the Amplify uh, if I can remind Seb of the era of short scale bass that I'm looking for. There isn't an era as such. Um, uh, I'm just looking for a Les Paul uh, Junior short scale. Has to be glue neck. Has to be lacquered. Has to be black. Oh yeah, I mean that's, not picky at all. Yeah, that's 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 it. So I don't mind. Don't mind when. Um, but yeah, 
There it is. Right, yeah, should we should we move on and do some... We should uh, do some news, yeah, I think. Let's do some news. Indeed. Um, I, I knew this podcast is going to be weird format-wise. Well, I'm, I'm trying to look at the format, read the, uh, read read the, the amplifier. Well, and, let's, um, let's know, go... I've anyway. got a lot of... Tasks Lots of news this week, as we've already uh, already mentioned. Um, first up, Boss with a few new products: the Boss GT1 mm. um, and the Katana amplifiers. Mm. So this all came. So Boss, as we said, Boss did a global announcement. So it was an announcement that went out at the same time everywhere around the world. And this was, was the 32 products, or 31, 31, yeah, 31 yeah, products. which was which was madness. And they they did it all on Tokyo time, which was great. Um, it would have been nice if they'd have listed UK time somewhere there, but the closest we had was German time. They had a list of all the time zones okay. and just missed the UK off. Yeah, no need. Germany was an hour out. Of course, unfortunately, uh, Canada misunderstood that everything was on Tokyo time and launched everything early. Really? So uh, it was all it was all quite fun, but right. um, I didn't realise that because we yeah. Um, yeah we I think had to post the news story um, in the middle of the the night. So uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to get up at 3 a.m. and make all the products live on the website because Roland wouldn't let us do it before. But yeah, yeah that makes fine. Sense. Yeah, it was it was a global that, launch. That whatever. is the nature of an embargo. Yes, I know. Um, but yeah, they released some super cool stuff. So we got. Um, I think we should talk about the amps first. Okay. Um, so they released a whole new range of amps. So up until now, um, Boss and 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 Roland, I guess, have had the uh, um, they've had the very successful Blues Cube, the extremely successful. Blues Cube Hot. The out-of-stock Blues Cube Hot everywhere, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly, which was great because they did it in two finishes. They did it in blonde. They did it in black. It was great competition um, for sort of Fender Blues Juniors, yeah. and it kind of it followed, um, it followed this sort of style that people are going through at the moment of making solid-state amplifiers that sound like valve amplifiers, and I thought they did a brilliant job. Brilliant, brilliant amps. And, of course, they've all... Also recently reissued the uh, Jazz Chorus, mm-hmm. so we got that. So they're really sort of firing they, on all They cylinders. did a small one, didn't they, as well, the 40. So they've been yeah. doing, you know, for for a long time, all I can remember Roland and Boss doing were the uh, Jazz Chorus reissue, the JC120, and yeah. the Cubes, and that yeah. was it. And they didn't yeah. do anything else for a long, long time. Um, whereas now, you're sport for choice, really. Yeah, exactly. There's so, a lot so out there. Adding to that, they've got a new series with like four or five different uh, models within it, and it is the... Uh, it's the Boss Katana yes. uh, series. So uh, Katana, um, the the logo is similar to the Wazacraft logo. They've sort of gone for the is same it, sort of is it not kanji. The, is it not the kanji for Katana? Yes, yeah, okay. that's what I meant. But right, okay. they've gone for a kanji yeah, yeah. The, the same as they did with Wazacraft, which is really cool. And uh, this series essentially uh, is to replace the cube or... Um, it's it's only a very, very similar in setup. But Really? They're um, not, surely they're not getting rid of the blues cubes well, and stuff. Oh, it's... No, no, the uh, not the blues cube, just the ordinary cube. Okay. Um, I, I assume it's to to replace those because a lot of the options are very similar. But they've they've made this into a more amp like package, so it's not shaped like a cube like the uh, yeah like taking the taking inspiration from the Waza amp as well, aren't they? In terms yeah. of tones and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a simple sort of looking amp. It's it's black. It kind of looks a bit like Black Star. It's got that sort of modern simplicity. Uh, to it, um, and the uh, they've they've released it in kind of a, a range of things, and I think they've nailed it with um, the how they've put it out. They've released it as um, you can get it in its largest format in a two twelve hundred watt version. Yep. Now their their options along the top are uh, I guess relatively similar to a cube in that you have your EQ and then uh, a selection of effects. What crucially makes the 
katanas different is that they've also introduced some some online uh, software where you can design your patches and download them into the uh, into the katana amps. So kind yeah. of competing with what TC uh, have done for a while on their on their bass amps. Well, and building on uh, the what they've been doing with Tone Studio of and course, stuff yeah, on the yeah, on the absolutely. pedals. And, uh, you know, we talked about back in the day the, the ME80. Yeah. Um, being very very good, um, and part of that was the Tone Studio connectivity and building your patches and uh, and things like that. And they've started to do that on the amps now as well. Well, I think offering to to sort of do that on these amps. Bear in mind these amps are um, are super um, effectively priced. So like let's have a look. Like the largest size, which is a hundred watt two twelve, is four hundred nine pounds. Yeah. That's pretty good. Worth uh, mentioning, it's all um, solid state stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, again, yeah. Using a similar kind of philosophy as the a lot of well, a lot of the products have been doing, but the Waza amp and the Waza pedals and stuff, yeah. um, where they've worked really hard on like the sound of components and replacing valves, for example. Same thing with the blues cubes. Yeah, yeah. Replacing exactly. valves with transistors to to get similar types of tone. Yeah. Um, so they, they do they do the hundred in a in a two twelve and a one twelve. Then they do a fifty. Um, and they even do a 100-watt head as well. And now, the cool thing about the head, and I didn't really understand this. Yeah, this is a great idea. It's got a speaker built into the head. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not enough. You know, it's not going to... You can't gig it like that. No. You know, but it's... What a great idea. Like, your head that you can gig with, your 100-watt solid-state head that you can gig with, you can also double up as a practice amp because it's small enough to be a practice yeah. amp. Yeah. that's great. I think that's innovation. Um, I mean, I guess it's useful for someone like, well, a lot of people that are in originals bands where they're not necessarily the headliner, yeah. and they are, you know, there'll be a cab there already at the gigs, um, you know, 99% of the time, so that you don't necessarily want a 412 or any sort of cab kicking around your house, because you don't need one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, if you do that, with most normal guitar heads, you won't be able to use them. Um, whereas this, you, you know, it's a small practice amp, that you can still use all the same settings, um, and then you obviously when you go and plug it into a uh, go plug it into a four twelve, it sounds much much bigger. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, they're great. It's three hundred and twenty nine pounds for the head as well. I just think these are really on the money. They're exactly what I think the Cube series always should have been, and uh, I, I just think they're cleaning up amp wise. I think they've uh, they've got it down at the moment. Great releases, and of course the other big thing that they've come up with is the GT1. It is, yes. So um, taking similar technology from the GT100, which is their kind of flagship multi-effects unit um, that you know doesn't have any of the synth stuff or anything like that. It's just a standard multi-effects. Taking a lot of the tech from that and putting it into a smaller, more affordable box that is gig bag size. I don't know if you've seen the photos, but there's someone with an electric guitar gig bag just slipping the GT1 into the front pocket. Yeah. Um, so... There's ups and downs to this in that yes, it's plastic chassis, um, which you know if you're you know gigging regularly and you want something more rugged, it, obviously it does. It looks weird. Like it does look like well, s- an old Korg multi effects that I have in the bottom of my spares bag. So. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, a kind of like '80s vibe to it. It's they've got yeah. those really square buttons on it with yeah. the uh, it looks kind of, a bit Tronny. It does look a bit chon, and it's got underlit buttons as well, so which is pretty, you know, eighties neon tastic. I, I just don't know why they've abandoned like 
the whole look of Boss for this one pedal. It just seems like well, a mental thing to do. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's just... And it's a great pedal. I just think the look is like, wh- what are you doing? Like, I, I know what we should go after, guys. Do you remember those Zoom pedals that they made in the late 90s? Yeah, they were well popular, it, weren't they? It does look a bit Zoom. Um, but, you know, with the multi-effects, they always do something a bit different. When, you know, when they change the series, yeah. when they've gone from GT6, GT4, 6s and 8s through to um, the GT... 10 and now yeah. the GT100 they all yeah. looked quite different and now the GT1 is going for something else entirely but yeah. you know it's meant to be small meant to be portable which yeah, is you fine know, it's, the, it's a good affordable entry level it's tons of options like the you know the, what's the price on them can you remember nope uh, okay. oh uh, like 160 quid I think okay yeah so, so it's fine yeah it's bringing uh, some of that GT flagship tone mm-hmm down to something that's you know more like kind of me 80 price point I yeah, think so. yeah absolutely it's it's allowing the sort of tone shaping that um uh that i think is more common in sort of metal and uh, and and very sort of technically driven music they're they're sort of bringing some of the gear that you need to do that into an affordable price point so and mdp tech as well in yeah. there which they're using uh for the effects specifically so things like the terror echo and stuff like that will yeah. have um which is cool those are great pedals yeah definitely i quite fancy getting a terror echo because it's nothing yeah. else does that sound. It's really weird. It sort of came out and then disappeared. Yeah, I feel like a lot happened shortly after it. I think Strymon really had their big thing. Yeah. after the Terror Echo. Which I just was a shame. I think I for Terror Echo's great. Boss compact pedals that do something very different have never really worked no. particularly well. They always, you know, they're more kind of utilitarian stuff. Yeah, yeah, always does very well. But you know, things like the Terror Echo. Um, and diner drive and stuff like that that were trying something very different have never really uh, really taken off so um so um let's do some more news yeah okay fine so other things we've got some other cool things in news we have um what should we go for let's do i tell you what let's do the electro because there is one yeah. bit of breaking news that yeah. i literally saw on the way over here um let's do the electronics bass clone chorus pedal oh yes so um so you were telling me earlier this is the first electro harmonics I think so. pedal let us know if you're listening live um let us know in the comments but i think this is the first electro harmonics pedal this year because mel no, 9 was that was last year right Oh, that's a point. I think maybe Mel, Mel Nine might, Mel be, this Nine might be this year. Yeah, but considering but the year they had last year, where it was yeah. non-stop pedals all the time, um, yeah, it's been very. This is a weird product. I mean, it's not a weird product. It's a very, very mundane product, which it's, is why it's a weird product. It's but got, electroharmonics at the moment, they've been, yeah. they've been. Predi- I mean, we're just coming out of that point in time when they did like the the B nine C nine Key nine, and then the Mel Nine, and then the next thing we get is a chorus. Pedal for, for, bass. for bass, it's it's the clone pedal for bass. It's like, it was fine. It was fine. You know, I was the, say, the small uh, clone was was a perfectly good chorus pedal. But anyway, so what this is, what what this has to make it specific for bass. Obviously, it has a a bass and a treble control. So they've introduced some EQ, which I think is always the thing to add when you have a um, a pedal designed for bass. You have to add some EQ on there to give bass player some shaping. Otherwise, the effects can make things too subby or too trebly yep. without being able to shape again afterwards. Um, depth and rate, which are the standard controls you get on the small clone. And then they've got a crossover. They have. Marked as the X-over. Yes, as I put it. Earlier, Indeed. And said, what's that? What's an X-over? It's a crossover, Joe. Yeah, um, so, so the point of this is that what the problem a lot of the time with bass chorus is that 
people want to do that kind of Peter Hooky um, kind of cure yeah, top really end fast really intense yeah chorus. like yeah on the but only on the high notes like you know the, the treble strings basically to give you those kind of bass lead lines that you find on a lot of kind of 80s pop mm. but also stuff that's really popular now like the more kind of dream pop stuff and loads of uh, kind of garage rock and surf rock stuff that's coming or surf pop stuff that's coming out now has that kind of real 80s bass to it that warbly lead line Um, and normally with bass pedals or normally with bass chorus I should say the problem is that you kind of don't want it on the low strings because you want those to be accurate you don't want that kind of warble Um, so what the crossover is doing is essentially saying okay well, when you play the treble strings the chorus will activate when you play the bass strings it won't activate Um, which I think is a really neat unique Function, yeah. Um, and as with everything electronics, you're getting all this in you know a package that costs. I don't know how much they're going to be actually. Probably, probably 50, 60 quid, 50 quid yeah. sixty quid, something like that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's brilliant for that. It's just a bit of a sort of Monday release. It's kind of the sort of thing like oh, do you realise that wasn't here already? But also, I really hope electroharmonics don't go down this route of now doing all of their pedals as bass versions they've done all the ideas now oh, God. all the ideas are gone there's no more guitar pedals to ever be made unfortunately oh, fine, fine. sorry when electromonics have run out of ideas yeah that's it that's it that's the, the game's end. up the end of the um, world I think it's a cool little pedal and I think particularly yeah, okay, at the moment it? where this pales, sort of thing pales in comparison to the other bit of news that we've got yeah the so other effect pedal release it does another pedal release this week in fact just as I was coming over here I checked my phone and people were going crazy over this mm. um, this is the TC Electronic Mimic Doubler yes uh, which I think they're just calling yeah it's called the Mimic and it is a doubler that makes more sense yeah. so Joe Branton what is this okay so this is um, a, uh, a pedal which allows you to double track what you're playing um, it's it's not the, they're not that's not revolutionary people have done it before there have been uh, a lot of like very few millisecond delay pedals that have been re- released which do that sort of thing and that is essentially what this is this is a tight single repeat delay fractionally after your original what makes the uh, what makes the mimic doubler quite unique is you get an option of one two or three um overdubs so yeah. you can really thicken up your sound now in we, we watched the video for it and they're really trying to sell this for sort of metal players in yeah. fact that's all they focus on is referencing dime bag um and and other people Metallica, Metallica as well and stuff and like yeah, that yeah. And, and talking about that and 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 that's great but I, I as we were saying like I think the whole the whole idea of like of of doubling your guitar is something that predates metal massively it's hugely applicable to metal but as you were saying you were saying the beatles were a yeah. great example of it thin lizzy are a great example of it yeah i mean i guess with thin lizzy the thing with them is that it's not no it's it's, 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 it's harmonies yeah, and stuff. It's harmonies you're probably right yeah that's, yeah that's with less beat and beatles is more kind of vocal stuff generally there's the, like double tracked a lot of the time mm. the guitars are as well a bit but i mean it's a modern recording technique isn't it that yeah. you know for, when i say modern i mean you know from the beatles kind of era era onwards is to double up the guitars you know but i think this is useful across the board like this Definitely. this is useful for everyone i mean the one of the cool things that this does as well is you can stereo out and yep. then you can uh, you can choose to pan left and right or you can choose to pan uh, one left, one right, and one in the centre. Yeah. Or two left two. and two right. Yeah. So what I think it's doing essentially is doing a very short delay, as you're saying, um, almost like a an unnoticeable delay. Yeah. And then changing the character of that delay somehow. Now the only control on there really is tightness, 
which I wonder is if that the is the length of delay. The length mm. of delay, yeah. Or maybe it varies the length of the delay because yeah. that would, you know, if you're thinking of a kind of more sloppy guitar player, he's not going to be kind of dead on the beat perfectly each time. So, yeah, yeah I wonder if you can make it so it seems like you've got a kind of a slightly worse guitar player um, doubling up the lines. Yeah. Um, I think it's a cool thing. It's cool. I, I think one of the... It's a really important part of the recording process is to double up your guitars. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you do it, Joe, but I've done it a lot. Usually, you know, probably a couple of guitars in the left and a couple of guitars in the right. Um, and this would allow you to recreate that live. Now, whether your audience is going to be able to notice enough... Oh, um, I think it's a really cool thing. I'm 100% going to be telling my guitarist about it and telling him to get one. They've actually got Misha Mansour all over this pedal as yep. well. He seems to be sort of the the guy who they've got promoting it. But I think a well-cool pedal. I didn't see a price point on it. I imagine it's going to be around 100 quid. Yeah, that's, that's um, kind of standard for TC these yeah, days. Is exactly. it 115 quid, something like that? I think that is a super cool addition because there are, there are like a few that have been around recently, but... It, currently being made sort of doublers it's one of those effects that never really caught on despite it being so massively applicable yeah I, I, I think it's super cool I think loads of people will get on board yes I think a cool little effect and again TC Electronic are kind of they've done things really well they've done a really good delay they've done a great reverb they've got chorus they've got all the modulation covered it's what do they do next um, and we've seen uh, an octave divider um, and obviously now this is something else probably using similar technology to the octave divider yep. um, so yeah interesting Inter interesting to see what TC will come up with next I also am looking forward to hearing this on a clean guitar because at the moment in their demo video it's only you know heavily distorted guitars yeah, exactly. I really would want to see what this does with a clean guitar yeah. and whether you know it, I guess it might give it a kind of 12 stringy type effect um, or maybe it'll be chorusy. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to find out. So um, that's about it for news this week. So shall yeah. we move swiftly on? Yeah, to why don't Brand we? of the week. Brand of the week. There we go. Yeah. So uh, brand of the week. This uh, this week uh, is a really good brand uh, whose website is actually down at the moment. <laughs> we we found when we started podcasting. Joe, Joe was like, okay, so we're doing this brand, um, and show me because they've got a, the big thing about them is they've got. Whoa! Okay, Joe, show me some pictures of their guitars. And I was basically going to talk you through an element of their website, and we were going to do it sort of on the podcast. That was going to be the whole thing, but it's fine. I can. We're talk doing you it live. It. Yeah, we're it's doing fine, it live. It's fine. But so, we can't do it live because the website is down, yes. which is disappointing. <laughs> but we think you can tell me enough about the guitars. Yeah, um, I can. I can. Okay. It's just a shame that I couldn't go through it sort of point by point. So the uh, the brand of the week this week uh, is a brand called Halo Guitars. Um, who uh, I think might might be known by quite uh, quite a few people, but I really think they're worth a shout out um, for those who are not aware of them. Um, Halo Guitars are essentially and mainly a custom shop. Um, they do, however, also have a pre-built shop. They make guitars and basses. Um, they have uh, about forty different body shapes okay. for guitars and about twenty for bass. So huge range. They. Uh, vary massively from they have two headless ranges for for example for sure. guitars um, very much in the sort of Strandberg style um, and they have they have everything down to sort of like 335 style things can, you, can style you put a headless neck well. on a 335 I don't, I don't think you can ah, no, that'd no. Be, that's a shame one of the things that's really interesting they do a solid 335 okay which I which I started designing uh, 
on on their thing and gave it a mahogany body and then was like oh hold on that'd be quite heavy i'm not gonna be able to lift that no but okay so so the thing that they they have that really makes them great is they have an online builder for their custom shop and this makes um warmoth look poxy uh for for the amount of specking you can do um you, you you start with the whole guitar for for a start, sort of rather than the the body and the neck. But you can go through everything. Obviously, you can choose left or right. You you can choose core wood. You can choose the top wood. Um, you can choose you know from colours from sort of transparents to uh, sparkle finishes to burst to solid colours. You can specify the sides and back being in different finishes. Uh, you can choose uh, neck thickness fret style um, neck wood fretboard wood you can choose slotted headstocks you know loads and loads of different options for headstocks okay. for every model as well scale they also do fan fretted anything can be fan fretted on their side you can choose the construction so you can have it through bolt on or um, or glued neck I'm so disappointed the website's down because uh, we could make a monster the choices right now are, uh, unbelievable i mean i went on there and made my band uh signature guitars and basses which are both like les paul jr style things i made myself like a short scale les paul jr in uh in in sunburst with a reverse telecaster headstock angled back and uh and rickenbacker uh trapezoid inlays yeah i mean that's ridiculous out of mahogany and i made a slotted headstock um, single humbucker, one volume control. Let's uh, pull Junior. Through black, let's pull Junior. Yeah, for Tim. Through neck, let's pull Junior. Oh no, sorry. I said, did I say through neck? Through black. I said, oh, through, through black. Through black. Right, okay, blue, yeah. blue on neck. But yeah, so you can do all that. And here's this. This is the thing that, oh, of course, we're going to say, well, this is the same as what I was talking about last week. These amazing luthiers. But of course, if you you've got three and a half thousand pounds to spend, that let's pull Junior that I spec'd up is one thousand seven hundred dollars. Um, the Les Paul Jr. bases that I spec'd up were coming in at 1,400. I managed to spec up a couple of tellies that were coming in at sub 1,000. Really? Yeah. And the reason is that these are all assembled in China. Ah. Then shipped over to the States where they fit the electronics. Uh, Halo are in quite tightly with bare knuckle pickups. And there's actually a second element of this website, which is a bare knuckle pickup custom pickup designer. Okay. Where you choose exactly what everything down to sort of their how they're wound to their finish. Okay. Um, and and obviously you can then have that put in your guitar. So they get back over to the states where they are then um, the 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 pickups are fitted and everything else like that, and they ship worldwide as well, which is great. So they essentially manage to by having decent CNC machines and having a good setup where they've obviously got a strong relationship with the Chinese factory, they're able to make complete... Everyone can have their own signature model without spending £3,000. And, and, I mean, I was making I was making strats and, and then making them carve-top and... <laughs> And, and things like, like you could you can do anything. It's the classic the, carved top guitar. The but the options are limitless on this website, absolutely limitless. Like you can do the fact that I could specify that much. I can bevel the edges of the guitars if I want, uh, and and you've got uh, you, you can 
have binding all over everything and you, I want binding around the pickup is that possible <laughs> probably probably I reckon it probably is the the options on there it's a real shame that I can't go through it option by option just to tell you how how many things you get to you get to change on what this. we'll do um, one night on an amplify stream not the regular stream because I think it's be boring for the audio uh, audience um, but we could do a uh, making a monster uh, what's the, there's a famous YouTube show Monster Factory where they take um, character creators from video games and make right. the most horrendous things that they can maybe we should do that on the Halo Guitars site one night on a live stream um, and just make as crazy a guitar as we can with their pretty awesome guitar building tool yeah yeah um, I think that'd be fun yeah yeah, yeah we, we definitely should but the, I mean honestly the 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 amount that you can go in depth just makes it so worth it. I am strongly considering getting hold of one. This might be your only way to get your short scale Les Paul bass. Yeah, that's the thing. That is the thing. With the it reverse the... Thunderbird headstock and uh, Rickenbacker inlays. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll order one and uh, and then we can sort of see what they're like when they get here. Um, I was reading some reviews on them and it seems to be... Uh, on the whole, very, very good. Okay. Um, the negative reviews come from people who I think don't get it. It's like, yes, yeah, it's $1,000 for a Chinese-made guitar. And that seemed to be the problem. Okay. Like people being like, oh, these are, they're just Chinese, they're overpriced. It's like, no, mate, it's it's a completely customised to you yeah. guitar. Yes, it's, it's made in China, but it's completely, it's a one-off. There's no factory line for this. No, and it's and assembled in the States. Exactly. And, and all the electronics are done in the States, and I assume the final setup and stuff is done in the yeah, States. Yeah, the final so, setup's done there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the problem there would be. There is no problem. Most, like, 90% of the reviews I, I read were very good. Yeah. Um, I just meant that that's the, the flip side of people being like, because you could easily, like, if you wanted to go to town, like, for example, one of the one of the example guitars that they give you to start the build from is a purple, a through purple burst Telecaster with three Gretsch, um, gold Gretsch pickups and a Bigsby. Nice. Uh, with, uh, with with all the, uh, like, completely a- a- abalone binding and, yep. and, and whatnot. And that hits around sort of three, six, three, seven. Wow. Okay. So, so you can go to town and spend that much money. Yes. And then maybe yeah. Then you're spending four grand on a Chinese built guitar. But um, if I think if you're careful with this, you can get something that's just right for you. And for uh, you know, for in pounds, you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You can do it for sort of 1,200. Yeah, or like you were saying, pounds. if you're doing tellies and stuff, yeah. basic tellies under $1,000. Yep. So it'd be Super interesting. Good. So kind of, I think, a great option for anyone because there are so many body stuff. So as I said, you can get super modern stuff. They do cool jazz stuff on there. They do Fender copies and they do Gibson copies. So there's something for everyone. I think I would love it if everyone went on to Halo Guitars. Hopefully their website is is working again very shortly. I mean, I spent quite a lot of today on, on that website. Yeah. I mean, I showed you all the you made You made a few. Made quite a few. Um, but yeah, I, everyone go on there. Uh, all of the Facebook group go on there make your guitar put it on the group and we'll talk about all the models and sort of what you can do and yeah. we'll see yeah let's, let's have a look let's see what everyone comes up with we should all make our signature model I think that'd be good yeah that'd be good oh, that's great idea. are you able to submit pictures for the finish oh I forgot to say yes yeah these are the annoying things that if the website works I'll be doing yes you can so I can finally make own. the Michael Bolton Stratocaster yeah, yeah. Uh, for $50 you can also um, extra you can scan your signature and send it to them and they'll put it on the headstock yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Basically, what I want is a bolt-on neck Stratocaster with a big picture of Michael Bolton's face right across the guitar. I don't know if that joke is worth the amount. I of think money it is. I hundred percent think it is. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Good. But yeah, great. I did actually try that uploading some of my band art onto onto one of the oh, guitar fans. So vain. It's so totally worth should, it. Should just upload pictures of old random celebrities like Michael Bolton. Anyway, um, shall we move on to some questions? Questions. We've got a fair few this week. Joe, I'm going to go, I'm going to look at some from the Facebook group first. Yeah, okay. But um, do have a look on Amplify. Uh, mm. Let people know that they can submit them. If you're watching live, submit your questions now. Um, so, first up, Rex says, Hey guys, I'm looking for some hand wound pickups for a P bass. Preferably not from a big company like Seymour Duncan or EMG. I want to buy British from an independent guitar tech. I know I've Fletcher guitar pickups already, but I'm looking for alternatives. I had a bass a while ago and uh, had hand-wound pickups by someone called NSW, uh, and it had his te- telephone number on it. However, I've lost the number for him, and they were amazing pickups and very cheap. Mm-hmm. Joe Branton, any ideas? Well, I mean, we've already mentioned them once today, but I think the obvious one to go for is bare-knuckle pickups. Yes. Now... As- I don't know if the, this quite fits the criteria because I wouldn't say that they're a small independent builder anymore. You know, they build pickups for Fender and they've put yeah. some in Gibson and but, things but, like that. But actually, uh, I think this is a common misconception with guitar companies. Just because they're successful doesn't mean that they're a big corporation. Sure. It's still one fella. Uh, he still hires the students in his 
village to to help wind pickups yep. when he gets too many orders uh, it's it's still a really local little mm-hmm. uk company that i i think are brilliant i also think no one is doing anything to the quality of bare knuckle at the moment uh, i think i think he's you know become the absolute number one for yep. sort of uh cool custom shop pickups and I, I i i don't think there's anyone else out there to go for it's definitely a benchmark that others are, uh, are trying to hit. I think yeah. at the moment, it's bare knuckle is the uh, is the, is the one. So, um, have you heard any of their P base pickups? Um, do you know? For me, it's the only place that disappoints me um, a little bit. Okay, just because because they don't make a quarter pounder basically no no uh, because the choice isn't really there okay um so i, I mean think, surely you just want a nice p-based pickup yeah and 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 yeah i guess that's it isn't it it's the same with everything isn't it we just get less choice on stuff they they do a really good sort of standard a vintage base on a 57 low output reissue which i think is definitely the thing to go for yeah on a p-base absolutely they do do a high output one but it's more in line with the seymour duncan vintage hot than it is a quarter pounder yeah um so yeah great pickups just just not the choice that you get uh in in the guitar world but as you say you're probably right like what would the choice be well yeah you want a low output one and a high output one yeah that's and it. if you're a weirdo you want an active one but bare knuckle are not going to do that because right. it's weird yeah exactly. um so yeah i mean i would say bare knuckle as well like there are, obviously there are a huge range of uh, builders out there i'm actually talking to someone at the moment about um some custom pickups for the uh, double humbucker pink sparkle strat. Oh yeah, uh, the halo. Yeah, I've just been someone on Amplify. Thank you very much, um, De Jenning. Oh, great name. Uh, yeah, Halo is back up. Everyone, go on there now immediately. I mean, don't, not, maybe not everyone. You might crash, crash their it, website, but uh, it, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. I like um, how one of their options is uh, body blank, and it's just a square of wood with a <laughs> neck know, stuck I on know, it. I know that's so good, but yeah. you can cut it yourself. But anyway, yeah, um, the the options here are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, what we'll, we'll do. I think what we'll do is we'll do a special uh, amplify session where we go through and we build some stuff. Yeah, with okay. input from people live. I think that'd be cool. We'll do yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, let's that do that. Purple telly with the gold pickups looks absolutely horrendous. Ah, uh, what are you talking about, mate? Unbelievable. Look, matching scratch plate. So anyway, yeah. So I'm talking to someone at the moment um, mm. about some custom pickups for the double humbucker pink sparkle strat that we've uh-huh. got at the yeah. moment, um, and I will tell you how that pans out. I still um, think um, it needs to change to one humbucker, right? Uh, no, it's going to be two humbuckers, but core tappable. <sighs> okay. Uh, or core splittable. Oh. Um, so, and yeah, we're going to do some funky stuff with the switching and stuff like that. It's going to be basically the ultimate guitar nerds demo guitar. Mm. Um, give us loads of options and, and stuff like that. But yeah, um, Rex, to answer your question, bare knuckle every time for me. I think the quality is second to none yeah. at the moment. Um, on the group, they've mentioned Lindy Franklin, uh, Fre- Fralin. Yes, as well, which, which have are, been around for a long time. Yeah, but um, bare knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Um, Alex says thinking of running twelve pedals out of an MXR ISO brick, um, one by twelve volt, the rest nine volt. Um, so. Three of the three of the points will run two nine volt pedals. Will this just make it the same as an isolated bank uh, like the T Rex Fuel Tank Classic, or should it be better? So I think he's saying that he's going to run that he's going to have to daisy chain it. Yeah, few, daisy chain months. off a couple of the slots. Yeah, now, I always daisy chain. Do you? See, yeah. I've not. I don't have any experience in this because I've never had a pedal wall big enough where I've needed right. to. Um, but interesting to know that it is possible yeah oh it's totally possible not just possible it's it's standard as far as right as far as i'm concerned but the um yeah you, you'll have absolutely no problems 
I'm sure there is some some science and and knowledge that, don't bring that science people into like, this podcast people like matt knight have i'm sure there's some maths involved in in working it out um no obviously you need to check uh that the the nine volt pedals don't have a milliampage draw that's going to be more than the total amount um but i tend to do it by a little bit of um a sort of trial and error um so obviously your big draw pedals you have an isolated impulse yeah. but uh for example yeah because i'm in a similar situation i have 13 pedals uh, that i run off of one of the um, Voodoo Labs 4x4s. Yeah. Um, and I daisy chain six on one output. Um, Madman. Because all the others are high draw. But but then I'm like daisy chaining two octaves, a drive. I just make sure they're the pedals that obviously aren't going to mess it up. So Low draw no, stuff, basically. No reverbs, no delays. Um, uh, that's about it, isn't it? Reverbs, delays, um, things like that. Yeah, and, you know, things that are doing, like multi-effects or anything like yeah. that so like line 6m5 for example you probably wouldn't put in the uh wouldn't daisy chain with something else yeah. i guess but it is fine you just have to check just just uh you know take everything off the board plug it all into the mxr daisy chain a couple of bits plug it into your amp if you're getting clean silent power then you're onto a winner yeah it's probably not going to damage anything is it, it just no, won't absolutely if you're not, not drawing enough basically yeah no, um, absolutely not it should be completely fine yeah yeah um well that kind of solves a problem for me as well because i need to get an iso brick to power my board you want an iso brick i mean i still i'm still voodoo labs okay well but, i just uh, think for cost wise i'm cheap mm -hmm. and i don't have sure. that many pedals Wait, so. what's your board um, yeah, one of those ones. Um, what, what's the board? Is it a pedal train? Yeah, it's pedal train. So, yeah. and and how are you planning on securing this MXR? I in haven't that thought case? about that. Well, there you go. Get a Voodoo Labs, and then you can actually secure. Yeah, it. That, maybe. Because pedal Just train gaffer, gaffer tape. Pedal train do uh, brackets for like six quid okay. that, that you can either Velcro or, or screw. Can't to I the Velcro underside. the um, power supply? Yeah, it'll probably fall off. Yeah, I don't take it out anywhere though. So, well, might be alright. Fine. Anyway, um, do you want to do a uh, question from Amplifier? Have we got one there? Um, uh, no, I haven't checked. Do, do another one okay, on here first. Fine. Um, Paul says, I have an old Squire Strat that is a project I relic and put a great neck on. It's time for pickups. I'll admit I like humbuckers and could happily choose between them. But with single cores, I've got no idea. Is there a good Strat set I should get as an upgrade or individual pickups that anyone can recommend? So he wants to use single coils uh, on a Strat. Um, what, would you, uh, what would you recommend, Joe Branton? Um... You're not allowed to say bare knuckles. Uh, okay, well, I mean, to uh, to be honest, I, I still think like it's such a predictable answer, but I do still think like Seymour Duncan sort of hold the reins on like affordable okay. stuff. Like bare knuckles is great if you want to spend a hundred pounds on a pickup, but if you want to spend sort of forty quid, or, you know, on something that's that's really good, yeah, then I think Seymour Duncan have have kind of. Uh, sort of got everything going for them worth looking at the Seymour Duncan sets because there is uh, if you want a classic Strat sound there is um, certainly a set for that I forget the name off the top of my head maybe what? it's even called like the 59 set or something like that uh -huh. um, which is just three single coils if you want something more versatile there's the Everything Axe set uh, which I think is a JB Junior uh, Hot Rails or no maybe it's a Cool Rails um, and a Duck Bucker which is the middle pickup um, which is the one with like three pole pieces on either side rather than six so like one pole piece per string right um which is meant to be used like out of phase it's like specifically made for the middle for pickup. that weird quacky sound it is indeed so um if you want to build a guitar and i think they're all 
four pole as far as I remember so they're yeah. all core tappable yeah. or core splittable um, so if you want to build something super versatile that is a really good set but I'm going to give um, give the appropriate props to the Fender Fat 50 set oh yeah I think it's a, standard. a custom shop set it doesn't do anything fancy but it's just a really good 50 style strat set um, is that still what's coming on all the standard strats yeah American standard still and then yeah exactly and then what 100 quid are they 120 quid yeah, for they're the like set? 120 something around that price point but it's point. the full set so it is it is um and i think all the wiring and stuff you need is in there as well so yeah i think the fender custom shop fat 50s is a really good set mm-hmm. um texas specials if you want something a bit hotter personally i prefer the 50s i think they're a bit, oh, bit more open a bit brighter um yeah a great set of pickups made in the fender custom shop damn straight indeed indeed have you got a question from Amplify uh, no I still haven't checked I'm answering your questions I can't you read get, the questions and answer this distra- is this is the downside of a twosie the two I man can't, uh, I can't do two things at once go on then do the next question okay. and, I'll, and I'll you focus on that Andy yeah. says I've got a bit, of, a bit of advice needed I'm about to buy Gibson Les Paul Studio Faded from 2011 I know it's an entry level but I'm not interested in going all out just yet your thoughts on this model please so my thoughts on this are the Les Paul Studio Fadeds are a fantastic guitar um, the ones from 2011 are pretty standard spec you know there's nothing particularly fancy about them um, and if you want a really good entry level uh, Les Paul that's you know full size body um, and has got a decent finish on there it's still a nitro finish it's a thin satin nitro on there um, guitar that's going to age well or will have aged well um, then yeah they're a really really good guitar I think in the studio faded as well you're getting the uh, 490 pickup so something a little bit hotter so if you're thinking of metal or some more on the heavy kind of side of rock or blue you know you know, a heavy blues, then they're a fantastic guitar to go for. As far as I remember, really good finishes as well. I think they just did the worn brown and the worn cherry. Um, the worn brown you see all the time because the metal guys were really into it. That matte finish brown uh, looked really good on stage. I've seen more than one of those in in kind of local metal bands. Um, hard wearing as well. You know, the the it's a soft finish on there but it's not like it's a poly finish that's going to crack and split uh-huh. it's going to bruise nicely so if you're looking for a, for a Les Paul for a while um, yeah a uh, Studio Faded 2011 is a good shout um, also worth mentioning the, the 2017 Gibsons that are coming why out why aren't we talking about those we talked about them last week did we oh yeah was I here uh, yeah oh yeah because I was really angry about the bass the, yeah but the M2 had not enough information was available on the M2 at the, the time the M2 wasn't announced we should maybe talk about that next week or in a couple oh, of weeks because really? well there's no been no confirmation on colours and stuff oh. yet there's one picture there's that one picture which has but that one picture which includes a pink a sort of greeny yellow yeah like a slime green oh yes and yeah. then there's sort of red white it's blue. Blue. Wait, red, white, it's and blue. blue. It's the- and uh, and 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 a black with a torque guard. The white has one of those weird, like you could get this scratch plate on Aria Pros, uh, sort of like blue perloid. Oh, really? Or grey perloid. Oh, oh it nice. looks awful, nice. awful. But really excited about that guitar. I mean, have we had a price point confirmed? No. That's the thing with Gibson. It's going to be like, it's going to be 500 quid or less. With the, twi- the I, I want it. With the 2017s, we're playing a bit safe on what we say and don't say because we don't know a whole lot, actually. No. Like, even you on the inside don't know a whole lot. Um, so, yeah, it's because they've not been officially announced. No. It's just, 
manufacturers uh, sorry retailers have started listing them yes so some of the prices have been announced and some of them have yeah we're sort of in a half and a half situation but i'm really excited about them i think they're gonna be cool i'm definitely buying one left hand options right uh let's do something from the let me finish my point sorry i was gonna say if you want a new guitar rather than the les paul studio Uh 2011 um well maybe worth hanging on because things like the les paul tribute look very Mm. very good indeed very good indeed. gold top proper covered pickups um but a faded finish um, and I don't think it's going to be mega money. It's going to yeah. be probably, it's probably going to be less than a studio. So um, yeah, that be if you want something that looks more like a traditional Les Paul, then that may be something worth holding out for. Damn so wait, wait till the prices get announced. Will be my uh, my recommendations. Unless this is going for a song and uh, it's going soonish, then snap it up. Yeah, definitely. I'll wait for 2017. I think it's going to be a good year, except for for bass. <laughs> Let's take a question from Amplify. So this is less of a question, more an incredible revelation. Yes. Um, so it has been uh, it has been pointed out that yes, yes, everyone, it is true. I am still on the lookout for a uh, a short scale Les Paul bass. And Seb, thank you very much, has found over at uh, one of my least favorite shops in the world, Bass Direct. Um, they have actually got a listed... uh, fine, fine retailer. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, they have actually got a. Uh, a I, actually, Gibson. I really like Base Direct. I think. Well, they stock loads of stuff that no one else stocks. Yeah, anyway, I guess someone's got to do it. Yeah. So, uh, so Base Direct um, actually have got in their. Is this in their secondhand X demo section? It's hard to read their absolute diabolical website. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> You're not yeah. going to get a deal on this if you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. I really like uh, the PayPal options. Uh, right, it's uh, yeah. So they have got a Les Paul, a single cut Les Paul Junior bass in black, two Thunderbird soap bars. I mean, this is exactly that what you've asked for. Wicked two Thunderbird soap what, bars. What scale length? So this is the thing that looks full scale to me. Yeah, I seem to remember them being full scale. I think that is full scale. But to be honest, the big question always was. Can I get a short scale into drop C? Probably not, no. Why not? Because it won't work. Do you think it might? It won't work. Maybe. It won't it work. I just, I prefer the look of short scales. I think they look way cooler. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. But if I got a short scale and I couldn't get it into Basically, drop you C, want something that doesn't exist. No, it That's the exists. Issue. Well, yeah, this th- exists. Th- the perfect this base. is close. This is really close. That might be medium scale. You never know. Mate, this is actually quite good. Um, how much is it? £699. Oh, yes, I can see that in that really easy to locate anyway, price point on it. It's £699. It looks very good. It looks great. It, Mate, it looks feels, really good. I'm not sure that's not short scale, by the way, just looking at the back of it there. Really? Yeah. If it's short scale, even better. We'll look it up. It doesn't matter. Anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm glad that you have been... They're Bartolini pickups. Oh, my God. It's even my favourite pickup brand. I didn't even know they did this in the 90s. Apparently so. Who knew? Who knew? Apparently so. Have we got a question there? Uh, That was the question. Okay, it looks like another one's popped up. Harry says, looking at getting an ES345, um, but what exactly does the Veritone do, or should I just go with a 335? So Veritone basically does... um, I think it adds another component to the circuit. I think the way Veritone works is it adds like a resistor um, and you get different levels of Veritone, um, giving you different tones, essentially, as it suggests. Yes. Personally, it's not something I've ever really looked into because I just think, get a 335. It's just a 
filter, isn't it? It's just a high yeah, pass, low pass. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, my advice would be get a three three five. Um, they the only other thing that three four five gets you um, is like custom binding, basically. It's like a custom. Mm. You know, like a Les Paul custom gives you yeah. like the the three ply binding or the nicer binding, basically. Yeah. Um, that's what a three four five will get you over a three five five. But personally, there's nothing cooler than a cherry three three five. Uh, yeah, except for a black one. But they no, are no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any color, about? any color actually. Sunburst, yeah. Marty any, McFly, any, any color other than cherry. Marty McFly. Well, they're still super cool. Definitely a three three. I mean, five. actually, Definitely he's not playing a three three five at that or point. Or a three three three. Definitely a three three three. Is that the Tom DeLonge? Yes. No. Yeah. No. No, you definitely get it. Um, uh, my, my advice really is for that. get a three three five. Get a three three five. It's the future. Anyway, uh, let's do a couple more questions. Uh, Maxwell says uh, one of our um, one of our own just upgraded from a line six to a Marshall half stack. Oh, he's talking about people in the Facebook group. Yes, I saw that. That was a, a nice upgrade. A thought crossed my mind when I saw that. Did anyone in this group start off with an amp that was not a line six? If so, what was it? I fall into this category. My first amp was an Orange Crush 35. Oh, that's a good th- first amp. What was your first amp, Joe Branton? Um, it okay. was a Tysco Bassman 500. Okay. Like a- it was a 115-inch 500-watt combo that had two inputs, um, which came in useful when my band won the entertainment category at the school... Uh, what what was this band? Battle of the Bands. They were called Superheroes Anonymous. Oh yeah, I remember this. I remember them? They won. Uh, yeah, we won the entertainment category. Which Blink One Eight Two song did you cover? No, we didn't do a Blink One Eight Two. We did an original number, but I did take off my trousers and uh, <laughs> and and jumped on the PA system whilst we were playing. Anyway, we didn't win. Uh, another did you, band did, won. Did you have pants on? Yeah, I had pants on. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. But um, that's, but then that's when, good. when we they for the finale piece, it's supposed to be the winning band. I thought you kept taking your trousers off as like, the finale piece. Yeah, yeah, it was. But they were they were they were friends of ours, and so they were like, they were just a two piece guitar and drums. They were like, why don't you guys come on as well, just the guitarist and bass player from our band, and we'll do a twelve bar blues jam. Right, nice. And so we did that, but of course we didn't have enough amps because they were sharing the school guitar amp. So me and my guitarist both plugged into the Tysco Bassman 500, probably the best amp I've ever owned. What a sound, I'm sure that was. It was absolutely amazing. I loved that amp. I loved that amp right up until it started to go mouldy. Yep. I've had that before. Old yeah. amps, innit? Not good times. What about you? So my first one was a PV Blazer uh, 158. Or no, a Rage 158. Oh, yeah. Just the one without reverb, I think. I can't right. remember which way around it is. Rage and Blazer what, what, were the same. What weird controls did the Rage and the Blazer have? Oh, nothing exciting. They just had... Oh. Yeah, they just had like a distortion but button. they sounded great no they the absolutely thing. did not sound great it sounded pony yeah, you're my first ever guitar was a uh, PV Raptor um, <laughs> and oh my first electric guitar I should say it was a PV Raptor and uh, a uh, Rage 158 and that came with a second hand gig bag um, yeah you know it's it's hard times basically oh, PV used to dominate that yeah. end of the market Practice what's going on there yeah 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 um, but Fender the, have got it sewn up the one that I wanted to talk about was one that you may or may not remember which is my first I mean you don't remember my specific one because no I didn't you know, know you no I mean we're not even really mates now the chance of us no. being mates like 20 years ago is probably not uh, slim yeah slim to none um, 
Yes, the one that you may remember is the Trace Elliott Commando, which is my first ever... No way. Trace <laughs> Elliott called an amp Commando. Commando, you had... What was it thinking, shaped like? Thinking about it, and this goes back to you having your pants out uh, at school. They're right. two amps. Like, they're two... So this was the uh, this was the amps in the base No Man's Land. They right. were bigger than a practice amp, smaller than a stack. Right. Was the Commando that amp that didn't have a grill on the front, but instead the carpet went the whole way round except for no, a little vertical no, no, slit? No, that was... I can't even remember what that was called. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> what like. um, no, the two M's, and why this relates to you having your uh, your pants out on uh, stage, yeah. the commando and the boxer. Oh, nice. That was yeah, the, yeah. So that was your two options. You I can was either, a tidy whiteys man. You can either go, <laughs> good to know, stained tidy whiteys I'd imagine. <laughs> um, you can either go in your boxers or you could go commando. Oh, that, that was is, your two options. That is absolutely shocking. That's going to be the Trace name of the Elliot. podcast, Boxers or Commando. Um, but yeah, it was a 115, uh, 150 watt combo. So again, in that classic bass amp no man's land of not really loud enough to do a gig with, but bigger than a practice amp. So, you know, 14 year old and 15 year old kids like I was at the time go in and go, Oh, I've been plugging bass into my little guitar practice amp and I want an a-, a bigger one. Get this. And then it, you find out like it's basically useless for doing anything <laughs> other than like practicing at school yeah. or playing as a band at school. It, 150 watts on bass no, is pointless. pointless. Just go straight up to 300 yeah. watts. So there we go. Yeah, boxers or commando. Yes. Uh, with your, with Sh- your Trace Elliott. Shall I do another one from the group? Let's do one more. So uh, so Dan Basley in the, uh, in the group has said Gigrid G2. Or Boss ES8. We well, have we have sort of had this discussion. We've had this, yeah, a fair few times. But, you know, uh, was it Dan? Yeah. Is that right? Dan might be new. Um, I personally like the ES8. Um, it won our Gear of the Year award mm. last year. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of features on there that not many other switching systems are, are doing. Um, I really like the amp control features on there. You know, you can ping your amp to change channel. Uh, and you can do that as part of the patches. Um it's just a really, really solid unit. It's I don't know. It's not really that comparable to the Gig Rig G2 anyway, because price-wise they are so yeah, so they're very, very different. Very different. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I agree. Again, I think the boss introducing the ESA has made amp switching an actual option for gigging musicians, not just sort of top end music no, not the the gig rig's unaffordable i think it's very expensive for for sort of what it is yeah you know they're made in a very different way of and you know there's but yeah the the esa if you're if you want something to be the hub of your setup that will talk to your amp talk to your pedals um you can it's easily to uh, easy to program the midi uh, yeah, I think the ESA is, well, this is, it. is I the actually one. think the ESA is really straightforward, as straightforward as sort of programming. Oh yeah, easy, mate. A, easy. A full pedal board can be, but uh, but I I think they've they've it's a complete market changing thing, and they are certainly like gig rig was not played. Bear in mind, sort of the all, all the music that I'm involved in, all the math bands and all the prog bands that I know were not playing gig rigs. They are all playing ES8s now, yeah. though. Um, and so it's just yeah I think 100% the boss ESA well well deserved um, winner of gear of the year definitely definitely and And it was it was very much when we put it on the list of kind of nominations it was like a pedal a switcher will never win how could a switcher win our gear of the year and actually thinking about it like you say it's gone to so many people's pedal boards um, that I do think it was, it was deserved. I think it's probably our first good choice in Gear of the Year. No, what was because the year before was the Strymon 
Um, Deco. Deco. Good pedal. Great pedal. It hasn't really... Didn't have that lasting appeal, no, I think. Uh, whereas the, I think ESA would. Yeah, certainly the Big Sky and, you know, the the, the Blue Sky. The, they have sort of been the Strymon pedals that everyone remembers. Yeah, they've lasted, whereas the Deco, you know, it was a little bit more of a flash in the pan. Yeah. The gear of the year before that, I don't remember. Was the Squire Bay 6. Was the Squire Bay 6. Yeah. Yeah, which, which again... Good piece totally of kit. Totally cool. But, but we all agree... Actually, when I it think came we, down to it, we got on the hype train at that point. Wasn't very good. Like the the pawn shop that they released, the Fender released, that was great. But yeah, the Square One. Yeah. So e- ESA, I think, is something that will will last. Yeah. It, and so. it kind of depends how the market goes. Really, if suddenly everyone decides, oh, I don't want to use single pedals anymore, and I want to use Digitech rack gear from the nineties, oh, um, then it's probably not going to be oh. very good. But how long do we have till Gear of the Year? Um, well, actually, um, I've been speaking to people about it this week so mm. yeah we've got some new submissions and oh, cool um but i think we're going to record in november at That'd some point and we've also got the new um the new the next round of the quiz coming up soon we have in fact oh yeah we should sort that because we should be doing it on episode 75 and yeah. i think this is episode 72 yeah um or so maybe it's it's episode 73 maybe so we may not have too much time but yeah episode 75 look out for the quiz I'm, I, I don't like not being the host in the quiz I know because you have to win. Because I only know about base stuff. It's it's not it's not very it's difficult. Not great. And Jay Cross's last round of questions, which were basically just about bands that only he and you knew about, was yeah. really very helpful. Talking about base stuff, I think we should probably wrap this up because we're going to go and record a whole Patreon episode. Oh, yes, we are. Um, about the world of base. Oh, and- don't tell people what we're doing. No one's going to tune in now. Well, no, well, they surely no, we, no, no one's going to tune. Yeah, we're in doing a base. We're doing a base special. special. Don't tell them that. We're doing a base special we're going to some, on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're mm. from as little as five dollars a month. That's nothing. You can. I've just realised I've not sent you the list of Patreon. That's backers. right. That's right. I'm going to find it. Okay, good. Um, from as little as five dollars a month, you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds audio content every week. Mm-hmm. This week we're talking everything basses. We're doing a base special. Um, from $10 a month um, you become one of our exclusive Patreon backers well, um, yeah what, what is an exclusive Patreon and backer they get, get their name read out on they, the podcast they get their name read out yeah that they do it's a way that we fill for time right, while okay. Joe tries to find the people <laughs> I found it I found like it Angela Merkel Tony Blair Donald Sanchez Andrew Marco Mark Ross J.D. Short David Carroll Annie McKenzie Brad Pitt Bill Corrigan Jack Godfrey Jack Conroy Will Clare Scott O'Brien Matt Quine David Hasselhoff Phil Thompson Laurie Anstis Moore Gravit Colin Addison Do them again <sighs> Not all of them Just the ones that you muffed around with Steve Merkel Blair Toms Carlos Mancha Did I do any others wrong? Uh, you said Brad Pitt instead of Brad oh, Page. Yes. No, no, no. Brad Page called me up and told me he's officially changing his name to Brad Pitt. Okay, that's fine then. Uh, you also added David Hasselhoff. So who did that replace? True. No, it didn't. It was just an addition. Okay, fine. He's just welcome anytime. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not. Fine. David Hasselhoff is absolutely not welcome anytime. Anyway, um, if you want to uh, get involved in the conversation, uh, as always, you can go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, no, forward for slash guitar nerds forum. Forum. No, Facebook.com forward slash groups. Groups forward slash guitar, guitar nerds, nerds forum. forum. It's very hot in here. It's messing with my brain hot. Do you want a massage? Um, Twitter, uh, oh, we're on Twitter at guitar nerds, on Instagram at guitar nerds. Uh, you can go to amply.fi forward slash guitar nerds where every week you can watch us do this live. 
Next week, I've absolutely no clue. Oh, what's it's going to be amazing! I'm really excited because I'm. Gonna, I really want to be on it. It was hard enough this week doing an hour's worth with yeah. two people. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to try and do it on my own for an hour. Oh, it's going to be. You need to do call-ins. I'm going to try and organise. If you go to the Facebook group, we'll talk about this more. Um, but do go to amplify.fi forward slash guitar nerds and subscribe to the channel because something next Tuesday at eight thirty UK time is going to happen. And I've no idea what it is yet, but something will happen. Um, you can also watch all our videos on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos, and you can follow us. Uh, just this, the just, two of us. Just yeah. follow us. Um, um, I'm at Mark and Joe on Twitter. We've yeah. Got a group. We're account. like we're like when um, someone gives you their email address, and it's like uh, Steve and Angela at btinternet.com. <laughs> It's always a it's a classic. It's Mark and Joe at Guitarnerds. Who has group email addresses? Yeah. Like where St- are you gonna get all your like dodgy snuff movies sent? Well, I mean, I don't ever have to worry about that, but I'm not sure about you. Okay. Good. The Weatherseed family at fsnet.net. Oh, Christ. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, yeah. we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah. So you um, can. Yeah. Mark at Mark. At, Mark, at Mark underscore random at Joseph underscore 900 follow our comrades Matt Knight at Matt underscore Knightsy and Jay Cross at J-A-Y-B-N-1 here that tweet that Jay did got 50,000 retweets 50,000 retweets and it wasn't even about guitars no a tweet about biscuits unbelievable Amazing. so Amazing. go yeah go and check out Jay's page for that thanks for sticking with us this week it's been a bit of a weird one because we've just we're uh on our, on our own I think we should and always do it like this yeah maybe this is the new format tell us how you liked it go to the Facebook group let us know and you know if you're watching live why not drop us a little donation through Amplify as well thanks so much and we'll see you next week farewell bye bye au revoir au revoir au revoir au revoir au revoir reservoir Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.